Welcome to Son of a Preacher Man with Jonathan Martin, a new podcast that's all about finding beauty and brokenness, grace and grit, God and the ambiguity of the in-between. In this episode, Jonathan interviews our friends Brittany Spencer and Dee Wilson. They are singer-songwriters and artists that are part of the Common Hymnal family. We also get to hear a special song called The Kingdom Is Yours that Brittany and Dee wrote with Micah Massey at a Common Hymnal retreat. Later in this episode, Jonathan talks with Brittany and Dee about the idea of writing songs for the marginalized. Enjoy. Your eyes on me. 
suffer violence and still have strength to love their enemy and blessed is the faith of those who persevere for though they fall they'll never know defeat the kingdom is yours about Whiskey Lows, which, as I've been so open, is one of my favorite songs in many years in any genre ever. That's so unfortunate. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> but to have you and Dee together, man, I'm telling you, at that same Dee. songwriting retreat, to hear... What up, brother? What up, fam? Love? What up, Dee? What up, fam? What's good, fam? What's good? <laughs> the kingdom is yours. Now, come on. This is a magical song. And I, and I remember hearing it for the first time, and I still believe this. When I heard it, this is a song I'm going to hear people sing all over the world, all kinds of people. Like, that is a special song. Yeah, I think What so did you guys say about where that where that comes from? Besides another planet, it's really, it's, <laughs> it feels like that. It feels like it dropped from Jupiter somewhere. Uh, well, it was also Micah Massey in that session, too. Mm. Micah Massey. I, I love, love Micah. Him. I love Micah. He's a good man. Brilliant Micah Massey. He yeah. is. Because yeah. he, um, he has a level of brilliance that is... She is literally yeah. the ultimate, like, hook. He's the hook and melody. Echoer. That's true. He's That's the true. lord of hook and melody. <laughs> he did, because I remember saying, like, I was like, y'all, I feel like the hook should feel like the Lion King. Yeah. And he was like, the kingdom is yours. Yeah. yeah. And uh. I remember saying, ah, it's a video. And so he, he's, he's brilliant. He, he's so, so good at mm. finding like those big hooks and, and, yeah. and they're not empty. No. Yes, they're they not empty. Something. That's right. And they're and not cliche, finds, and they're they're meaningful. Yeah, yeah. he mm-hmm. finds a way to say a lot in a few words. Yeah, which yeah. is a gift that I honestly don't have. You mm. know, I feel like in that session, I was kind of like the the envelope pusher. I kind of mm, pushed absolutely. people to kind of think a little more because I mean, this was like this is my first time in a session in a writing session with 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 D and Micah, and I remember thinking like, hey y'all. But what about these people that we're leaving out? Or what about yeah. this experience that we're leaving yeah. out? What about that part? And, and they were like, okay, cool. And so I felt like I was kind of 
more of like a person who spewed out ideas mm. whereas they kind of took those ideas and made a song that's what mm. i felt like yeah i feel i mean that was our first writing session it wasn't my first session with micah yeah but it was certainly my first session with you and it was and it was um it was my first time being at a common hymnal retreat period and I have a I have a, a spirit of competition about me huh. that <laughs> I just want to win. Yeah. And and I still feel that way. Not where I want anybody else to lose. I just want to win. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I was coming into that session with a lot of that, with a lot of like I don't care what we do as long as it's the best song. I did not know this. Oh, oh my abs- God! Oh, absolutely. Ha! This is such a, a good surprise. I had no idea. I have, a, but... I have a I have a little bit of a world conqueror mentality. Okay. In me. A little Enneagram three. Up so it's in a there. little imperialistic. Some, something in there. It's probably to do more with Pentecostalism and, and charismania. Oh my! In my gosh. bones, but um, I had no idea. But but if had you not been in the room as the voice of marginalized people, mm. um. That would have been an empty song where people just just sang really, really loud but yeah. didn't know what in the world they were talking about. Mm. Wow. Um, so, and I think that's what Britney carries mm. is just the willingness to go where a lot of people aren't willing to go. Yeah. Um, we're not, I mean, yeah, the, the just with the songs you write with Whiskey Lows, with Kingdom Is Yours, with um, the, what's, what's the one you just wrote with Jamie? McDonald oh, yes, he has time. Oh, I love that song. It's just, it's mm. just this willingness, and that's the country writer in you, I think, too, which is just the willingness to lean into the places that you know us rock stars don't want to go because mm. everything's a party. And me, in my enneagram, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I think I'm a seven with a three wing. Yeah, and I'm sure. you were either four or Lord. seven. Yeah, I think I'm a seven oh with a three gosh. wing, and it's just party, party, party all the yeah. time. And it's, and it's, um. So I'm not willing to even go to those places. You draw that in in not a in not a beat you over the head way, in a very inviting and welcoming way. Yeah. I think you invite people to just be aware of the brokenness. Mm. And without you, I don't think that song is special mm. at all. Mm. I don't think it would be the same without you and Micah. To make you uh, feel better, um, I'm that way in general, but also Christian music wasn't something I wanted to do. So yeah. I said everything I couldn't say in every other genre in Christian music. <laughs> yeah. So I brought mm. all the things that I've suppressed in country music because, I mean, I don't know if I can talk about marginalization and yeah. and, and, and sexism and all those different things. I don't know if I can talk about that in country music, but I know that I can talk about it in something that I'm not striving for, which yeah. in this case for Calm Himmel is Christian music. So yeah. you're not alone. Yeah. I'm not going to leave you right. out there. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it was a really interesting combination, which kind of speaks to the genius of even just Common Hymnal, because mm, Malcolm yeah. really puts a lot of time in grouping people together for the co-writes. Yeah. He puts a lot of time. I watched Malcolm put so much time and effort and thought into grouping people together. Mm. And, and it is, it's a kind of amazing. I don't know if I've met a person as thoughtful, particularly in in the industry as a yeah. Malcolm. Yeah. I think that's uh, really beautiful, and that's the beauty of um, Hymnal to me. And he's so special, and I want to have Malcolm on the podcast, but just realize that a lot of listeners wouldn't necessarily know the name Malcolm DePlessy, nor know what Common Hymnal is. Can you say a bit about <laughs> what Common Hymnal even is about? 
Yeah. But Kam- the premise is... Yeah, I think Kama Hymno is um, the... Um, well, it's a writing collective. It's a writing collective. I, I was going to say it's the un-industry. Mm-hmm. So there's like the worship industry yeah. that, that sort of... It doesn't just feed songs. It feeds culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it, it's not just like these are it's not just that these are the songs that are good it's like these are the songs and these are this is the culture of the song duplicate both mm-hmm. and so yeah. common hymnal is the un-industry we're going yeah. these are the songs but you cannot you can own your culture you mm-hmm. can own your identity and mm-hmm. um, and the people in that that are writing these songs are able to own their culture mm-hmm. own their identity as well that's mm-hmm. really important what you just said, I think, because, I mean, particularly just living in America, um, it's it's predominantly Christian. Yeah. And so being a Christian in America doesn't make you special. Right. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of us want to feel special and we want to, and when we feel like we are in a place where we aren't sharing space, it yeah. makes us feel like we're under attack. But, you know, being a Christian in America does not make you special. But what does mm-hmm. make you special is being able to create um, in a way that kind of caters or feeds a certain culture, and I think I think culture is important. I think that Common Hymnal has done a really um, amazing yeah. job of saying, you know, we're more of the underground. We'll write yeah. songs about racism. We'll write songs yeah. about marginalization. We'll write songs yeah. that people who have been sexually abused or assaulted can sing. Um, we'll write songs catered to things that you don't really bring to the dinner table. Yeah, I was actually in a. Um Shoot, where was I? I I was either in a I was either I, I might have been at church or in some like worship function or something like that, and I was talking with the lady and somehow Common Hymnal came up. I think I might have even been out of town, mm-hmm. and um, and Common Hymnal came up and 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 I was trying to explain to her what Common Hymnal was, and I said we are the people that write the songs for all for every moment, every season of life that mm-hmm. you that you're in. And she asked me like in like no sooner than I finished that sentence, she said, Do you write songs? Will you would you write a song about the loss of a child? Because I lost my mm-hmm. son to brain cancer. Wow. And and um and and would you write a song for that? And I said, Absolutely we will. Mm-hmm. Um and so that I feel like that's what common hymn is. And I was I thank God for that moment of um of reality where this lady just mm-hmm. was unafraid like i don't i don't even i don't even know if she recognized like, the impact recognized the impact or even like some you know those moments where like words are coming out before your brain can stop them mm-hmm. i don't even think that either one of us were really <laughs> ready like our brains were even ready for the words that are about to yeah. fly out of yeah. our right. mouth yeah. but I felt so, um, I felt so, I mean, I felt just the purpose of that, of, of, of Common Himmel in that moment. Because I don't know if there is a song that can lean into the grief of a mother losing her child to brain cancer. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm so struggle. honored that we write those songs. Yeah. That's the struggle of congregational songs for me, because in Common Himmel, we really strive to write congregational songs where... You know, people can sing a song, and it can be a, it can be applicable to to losing a child, or That's sexual right. abuse, or yeah. racism, or just feeling low one day. You know, and as many I think many congregational songs do, but I feel like I feel like common space more than anything 
ends up being a safe space for creatives to be mm-hmm. able, if they wanted to write a song specifically for losing a child, yeah. Yeah. it's okay. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's absolutely all right. And it's not a song where, you know, I don't know. I have plenty of writer friends of mine who don't even turn songs into their publisher because they're like, they're not going to sing this type of song, yeah. you know. Or or they they turn a song in and gets shelved or or whatever right, you know right. and so I mean, it's really challenging when you have the the life and the career yes, of a yes. songwriter it's you know it's about writing for the masses and not just for yourself mm-hmm. and common hymnal is a safe space yeah. for mm-hmm. so many of those um, so many of those those areas I think that's the magic of that of the kingdom is yours too I think mm-hmm. like you can the song is for me. Mm-hmm. It's pretty average until that third verse of "Blessed mm-hmm. are the ones who suffer violence." That's a good word. Powerful average. lyric. Yeah, it's such a powerful <laughs> yeah. lyric. Yes, and that's why I. That's why I. I. Uh, I, I laud Britney so much for that song because that lyric doesn't exist unless Britney fights for it. Because we were trying to take the song into an area of martyrdom, which is a real thing yeah. and deserves real attention. But I think something that's overlooked is Christian violence. Is the violence that where where Christians are the majority, the violence and harm that they inflict on people in the margins is something that we don't talk about as much. And so that 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 line, "Blessed are the ones who suffer violence," isn't only about martyrs. It's also about the the people that I know who have lived through Christian violence and still have the strength to love a Christian person like me. Um, you know what I mean? And not and not see me through the lens of all the Christians that have abused them uh, for the majority of their life. Um, and I think that's where the that's where that song takes a turn. That's where at, at reunion people came up to me and we talked the most about that line and they were and every person was was saying that I've experienced violence. It was. It might have been domestic abuse or whatever sort of violence, and that line resonated so much with people. I think so many people are be, are able to find freedom in that line, um, because the, because the violence is prevalent in our, throughout our society, um, and there are a lot of people that love their enemies through violence, even even in violence. I mean, and I think this is. I mean, apart for for Jonathan, I mean, just. As Christians, I feel like we can uh, we have room to uh, to say that Christianity or or just people who have named the name of Christ have done so much harm. Yeah. Just historically, I mean, Christianity was used to justify things like slavery. Yeah. Um, I mean, and this is a place for you. I mean, you're you're so well versed in just Christianity and the history of it, and just. I mean, going back to, I don't know, Rome and just, mm-hmm. you you know all this stuff, you know, you mm-hmm. have like 10 degrees and all this. <laughs> Not quite 10. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like you know, that though. You know, I watch all the monarchy shows, so I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with like the crown and every yeah. movie and documentary associated with Rome and the Catholic Church and just, and, and, and just Christianity and just, I, I love it. I watch, I watch history through the lens of all yeah. the stuff on Netflix. And all the things that I read and all the articles and books that I've read. Um, But I I still feel like you're well more, uh, you're way more well-versed than I am. But Christianity has been, um, 
has been so harmful. I mean, even just, you know, for people who don't read all the books and all the things, even just today, I mean, how many times do we demonize people who aren't like us? Or they have lifestyles that go against what we say we believe. um, Or they do things that we don't agree with, whether it's having a different religion or having a different sexuality or, or coming from a different country. We've imposed a whole lot of mental, physical, emotional violence um, on people who didn't deserve it because we didn't want to make space. Yeah. And we said, if you don't believe like I believe, you aren't, you aren't worthy to be a recipient of grace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that's not okay. That's good. That's not okay. Because we don't have a a monopoly on grace. We don't have a monopoly on on God's love, God's presence. We don't have a monopoly. We don't have judgment, actually. We don't have any judgment to give. And so we do a lot of what is God's job. Yeah, that's right. And what is God's to give, we've decided to rationalize ourselves. Exactly. And that's not okay. And I think for me, that's what the kingdom is yours is about. It's about Mm. people saying all the things that we think we should be able to bring to God we should that's right mm-hmm. and that so we good. can um yeah. and that god's love and his grace and his arms are open to every single person and that it's not ours to yeah. decide and that our arrogance will never make make us better people mm-hmm. and that us being so sure and so full of ourselves or of our theology of what we think is right it will never It'll never propel us to be the people that we should be yeah. in the kingdom of God. And to me, that's what that song is about. It's, it's God saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the earth. I'd mm. much rather be that than to be rich on myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd it's much good. rather be that. Yeah. Yes. It's I'd good. much rather be that. Well, in the song, too, it's part of what makes it so powerful. It taps into like this. You know, Lennon, famously Lennon and McCartney were always looking for the song that people feel like they'd always been singing. It has that kind of melody that people hear at one time and they feel like they've known it forever. Yeah. And yet it's not cheap. It's not yeah, an attempt yeah. to skip too quickly to the universal. Like you feel yeah. that there's a particular pain and heartbreak in it too. That's yeah. what's part of what makes it so remarkable to me. It's a song that's meant for people to sing broadly and that they can, but they can't can't go there without going into the depths of their own Mm-hmm. story in their own pain yeah I mean we it, I feel like that was a uh, like we wrestled with this song and it was, oh, yeah. it's so uncommon for people that just start writing together mm-hmm. to feel the sort of freedom and um, yeah the sort, of, the sort of freedom to really wrestle with each other particularly in Nashville where we're like professional songwriters which is the beauty of common hymn. No, I mean, I'm not a professional songwriter. I don't feel like, I hope that no matter how many placements mm. or whatever I get, I hope I never feel like a professional songwriter. I hope I feel like I'm that kid that's just trying to, trying to say something that yeah. means something. Yeah. Particularly in Nashville, you know, you're trying to finish a song. You're trying to finish, you're trying to start and finish a thing. And we wrestled, we really kind of, especially at the last verse, we kind of had a moment where we were like, really kind of going back and forth a lot. And I think that is so important, particularly for songs that um, that say the, the kind of things that we said. Yeah. 
you know i think it was it was it was heavy and it was our first time writing together um but i like those songs i like songs where you labor over you know i like songs where you wrestle a little bit where you spend some time i'm not really interested in a microwave song that comes out in two three hours if it comes out cool if it doesn't i'm okay with that too you know i think it's a uh, i think we do a disservice to the art and also to the ministry when we say we have it all figured out and when we wrestle over songs it's kind of a reminder of whoa maybe i'm so used to this that i missed something yeah that makes so much sense well, it's a remarkable song, and you guys are remarkable people. And what a great night. It's been so good. It's been an amazing night. It has been an amazing really night, truly. <laughs> I want to just bottle this up and keep it. This has been so good. we got to do more of this, guys. Seriously. I'm all for it. Well, thank you for being on, y'all. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks. So Thanks, good. Jonathan. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Like an LP, each episode is divided into side A and side B. Side A could be a sermon, a conversation with a guest, but will always introduce some idea. Side B will always be a creative exploration of that idea through music, question answering with listeners, or quirky rabbit trails off of Side A for people who want the deep cuts, not just the singles. No matter who you are or where you come from, we hope this podcast will be a resource in helping you come to know the love that calls you by your true name. For more, go to jonathanmartinwords.com and sign up for our email list. Have a good day.